0: Well, hey everybody, welcome to the Mercy Talk podcast from Mercy Multiplied, where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental, emotional, and spiritual health, and equipping you to share those principles with others. I'm Melanie Wise and I am so excited to share with you another Testimony Tuesday episode here on Mercy Talk. Um, If you're new to our podcast, every few weeks we are sharing a bonus episode where a special guest joins us to share their own personal story of healing and transformation. Um, we get to hear these stories at Mercy all of the time from people who have either gone through Mercy's Keys to Freedom study or through our residential program or our outpatient program. And we just wanna be able to share more and more of these stories with all of you. Um, And to be sure, we want you to be encouraged and inspired today Not by how awesome and amazing Mercy Multiplied is or our programs are, or even how amazing our guests are, even though they are amazing. But we want you to leave these shows just being amazed at our God and how good he is. That is the heart behind these Testimony Tuesday episodes. So today our special guest is a 2016 graduate of our residential program in our Nashville location. And her name is Sky, and I am so excited for you to hear her story. So Sky, welcome to Mercy Talk. It's so great to be here. Yeah, we are so excited. I would love for you to just start out today by telling us a little bit about you and your story. Specific, we'll get to what you're doing now, which is also really awesome. But can you kind of start us off today by just telling a little about your story prior to coming to Mercy, to our residential program?
1: Yeah, so before coming to Mercy, I guess rewinding, I grew up knowing about God, and I went to church with my parents, and um, I grew up in the Bible Belt, mm-hmm. and so the culture was always like everyone believed in God, but I never actually had a personal relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord And I just remember even throughout my childhood, there was just so many different elements of chaos and dysfunction. My parents are absolutely wonderful, and and they did the best with with what they were given. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was just still these places of of chaos and um, externally and just even as a little girl, I didn't really understand everything that was going on in my outside world. So from a young age, I began to internalize all of these um, negative emotions because I didn't know how to process that. So from a young age at just 10 years old, I began to struggle with with depression and um, deep insecurities. I um, was bullied when I was younger and it just left me with these feelings of self-loathing and um it's like all of my external chaos became this internal chaos Mm -hmm. of just insecurity depression anxiety um so that just opened up the doors to a lot of things even um fast forward to 12 years old I began to uh, develop an eating disorder I had started to um struggle with self-harm and it became my world it was just this deep deep dark world that was my reality Mm -hmm. and it almost became like a comfort thing I found so much comfort in feeling pain Mm -hmm. because it was like all I had never known so that turned into um, honestly just this deep dark cycle of being in and out of psychiatric hospitals um, for two years, I remember just having multiple suicide attempts, and um, doctors didn't know what to do with me. Um, at one point, I remember I was when I was fourteen years old. I had just decided, okay, this is it. I'm I'm finished with life. There's no hope for me. All I've known is darkness. All I've known is pain. No one loves me. Just so many lies I believed. And um, at that point, doctors were saying that I was just going to spend the rest of my life in and out of psychiatric hospitals. They were talking about sending me to the state. So I had decided to sneak out of my house. I had stolen 400 pills, alcohol. And I remember I went into this, this dark alley and I thought, okay, this is it, God. This is the end. I thought that you would come through for me, but you didn't. And I just remember in that moment, like just looking at the stars and just thinking like, oh, I guess this is it. But in that same moment, I just saw the man of Jesus walk into that dark alley as a 14-year-old girl. And I was only 90 pounds at the time as well and um, had taken so much. But I, I remember just seeing that at the eyes of Jesus and just knowing. He, he said, "Sky, this is not the end. Your story's not over. I have a plan and a purpose for your life. And it was like, I had never known that kind of love in my entire life. Never. It was like the love I'd been longing that I tried to fill in so many different places. It's like I found that in that moment. Oh, wow. So I, I just remember waking up in the hospital. Somehow I walked back to my parents' house. Um, and I remember waking up in the hospital and everyone just saying how it was a miracle that I had survived. And, you know, that wasn't the, I can't say that was the instant moment of healing for me, but that was when there was like a a light that shined into my darkness where the Lord completely intercepted, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) quite literally intercepted my darkness and walked into the miry clay and then that's what honestly began the process of of hope for me and what sparked inside of me um, coming to mercy mm-hmm, even. Mm-hmm. So that's just a little mm-hmm. bit of my story and just the things that I've walked through up until I began to um, start the process of applying to mercy. Yeah,
0: I was literally like physically feeling that all over as you were sharing. I, um, a couple of things that are already standing out to me in what you've shared is that, you know, this is something we talk about all the time at Mercy. This is in every almost every resource you find that we've ever produced, every training in our programs. Like we are we are very passionate about going after the the deep the deep stuff, the hurts, the things that are under. You shared in your story, there was there was chaos, you were feeling all of these emotions, you didn't know how to process those emotions. And that led to self-harm, eating disorders, like those those experiences, the anxiety, the depression, came out of some much deeper pain. And, and truly, I'm like, I'm raising little ones now, I've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and we're just learning more and more and more just how important it is for these kids from a young age to learn how to feel their emotions, name their emotions, process those emotions, like how key and pivotal that is. And so even as you were sharing, I was like, oh, this is why we're doing what we're doing now. And you know, they're they're, they're learning this about even just parenting, like when they're one, two, three years old, they need to start learning this stuff young. So all that to say, you know, I just think it's such a good reminder for all of us had someone seen you in that alley that night and known okay here's a girl with an eating disorder she just took uh, you know all these pills from her she just ran away from home she's self-harming like if someone had looked at you they could have easily it could have been easy for them to have even maybe a judgmental heart towards like why would you do that to yourself get yourself together why would you choose to do all of these horrible things to your body or you know like why would you do that without understanding that there is so much pain under all of those. Those are literally just symptoms, or as we would say, those are branches on the tree. That's what you can see with your eyes, but you have no idea what is underneath all of that. And there's a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. You didn't wake up when you were 10 years old, saying, you know what I think I wanna do with my life? I think I think I wanna have an eating disorder. I think I want to harm my body. I think, like, that was not a conscious decision you made. That was coming out of some pain and and lies of the enemy. And I just think it's such an important reminder for all of us to know that when you see people struggling on the outside, it is almost always, because there is a lot of pain on the inside. And that shifts, as we often say, it's an explanation, it's not an excuse. And I don't mean that to sound harsh. I mean it to say, it doesn't mean you have to stay there. It just means, and it doesn't mean that we're like, oh, well then that's fine. Sure, yeah, go ahead and like, you know, harm your body. That's fine. It makes sense. You're hurt. So yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. It doesn't mean that. It just means, oh, I have a different level of grace and compassion because I know that underneath this is a lot of pain. And so I just, I'm thankful that you shared that in your story. And you know what? I'll, I don't even think I want to mention the second thing because it'll be interesting as you continue to share like what the Lord has done in your life to see how this kind of unfolds. Um, I would actually love for you to, jump into okay so you you ended up applying to mercy uh, you came to the mercy program and once again as i said even in our introduction this is not about like oh how great was mercy for you but what what did the lord do in your life what did he show you through your time at at mercy like what did you learn specific moments maybe of revelation or mm-hmm. any of those kinds of things that you could share well
1: wow. first of all I I can just say that going to mercy completely changed the trajectory of my life I I remember I um when I walked through the doors I just felt this love from all of the staff members that I was just like not used to mm-hmm. <laughs> and up until then I had been in and out of psychiatric hospitals and I was so used to saying the right words to just Tell people what they wanted to hear so that I could leave. And I realized that Mercy, oh wait, they don't want me to just get my act together. Mm. These women actually love me and they care about my heart, mm. my purpose, the destiny that God has placed upon my life. So I think first of all, I can just say the love that the staff members exemplified taught me so much about the love of Jesus I remember there was this one uh, specific moment when um, I come back from Christmas break and I had actually made uh, some not good decisions when I went back for Christmas. And I just remember feeling so much shame and condemnation. Um, And when I went back, I remember just being honest with my counselor about everything, like all the mistakes <laughs> I had made. And and I was just expecting this like harsh mm. rebuke and this harsh criticism of you should have known better. Mm. But I was so overwhelmed by their love and compassion mm. and, and how she was determined to get down to the root of oh, why did you, why did you go back to those things? Mm-hmm. Um, why? I was just always so overwhelmed by how people were so interested in the matters of my heart. And another thing during my time there, I used to be so such a person of darkness. That's all I could say. Like even people look at me now and they would be so shocked. if They saw what I, who I used to be. I would only wear black baggy clothing. My hair was dark blue. Um, just I I was I felt like a person that didn't know how to how to have light and it really showed on the outside and I remember when one day during worship I would always sit in the back of the room and not stand at all during worship and I just I just heard the Holy Spirit say just stand up sky just give me a, tr- a chance mm. just stand up mm. and I was like hey lord and I just stood up. <laughs> it was just like the simple mm-hmm. thing. But in that moment when I, when I just stood up, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit just overwhelm me with his love and um, his purpose. And it was like just a small act of faith. But for me, it was the entrance of almost like a turning point yeah. for me. And it was like from there, I remember how I started to buy like colorful clothing um, and I would start to just like have this joy in my step that wasn't there before. And I just learned ultimately to lock eyes with Jesus and invite him into the broken places of my heart mm-hmm. because I saw just as much as the staff members cared about, going to those places with me, I learned all the more about the character of the father of Jesus, of Holy spirit, how they, they wanted to walk this journey with me mm-hmm. and they weren't just interested in getting my behavior. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like literally like fighting <laughs> back tears over here. as I'm listening to you share. It's just such a beautiful Testament as you, as you have already shared there have been moments that you can like look back on of of like revelation and moments of like seeing Jesus in that alley you're like I felt love that I'd never felt before that wasn't the end of the journey and then fast forward and I had this moment and it was a moment of revelation it wasn't the end then I had another moment you know I think it's so it's just first of all I, we we are big on how the Lord is such a Lord of of process, that our healing and freedom rarely come in an instant. It is a walking out of a process. And one of the most important reasons why I think he chooses process is because process fosters relationship. If if Jesus had met you in that alley that night and just instantaneously healed you and set you free, that would've been amazing, right? I mean, that would've been awesome. But what you would have lost was this long journey that you've had with him and developing that intimacy with the Lord that, w- that wouldn't have happened if he had just healed you in a moment and in an instant. And so I think that's just a uh, part of his heart for us too is not just, I, I just wanna see you healed. I want I want us to be in relationship with each other. Like that is part of it. Kind of like you were saying, like you went to these other programs and it was like, we just want you to get your act together and then get out of here, right? <laughs> like, But it was a deeper heart work, I think, that, you know, you experienced at Mercy, and I just think that that is the heart of God. I'm not interested in just getting all your behavior straightened up and getting you to stop doing this and stop doing that. I want a relationship with you, so I'm going to take you through a process that builds that, um, and I also love, as you've shared, you've you have pinpointed some of the more significant moments, and those were all moments that you had with jesus like you and holy spirit you and jesus had these moments together that is that is very much how the mercy programs are created it is to foster and to disciple people into a personal intimate relationship with god so that he can do the healing that only he can do and i think that is important for every person listening right now to even keep in mind as they are as they have people in their life who are hurting or, or they're struggling in different areas to remind them hey, the best thing that you can do for people is to help them and inter- introduce them to a relationship with Jesus where Jesus does the healing because you can't do it. Like our counselors are great. And as you said, our staff are wonderful and they showed you love and that was powerful for you. But the most powerful moments came with you and Jesus because he was the one who was going to have to heal what only he could heal in your life. And so it is important, I think, for us all to remember that as we work with people and we minister to people who are hurting, the greatest thing I can give to you is that intimacy with the Lord, which we can't actually give that to somebody, but we can help them and disciple them and teach them in that um, because he's going to have to do some stuff for you that I can't. Um, and I just, I love, there's, I know there, you know, and even since you came to Mercy, like there's a lot to our program, right? Like there's classes you go to, there's counseling, there's an actual structure to it, right? There's a program, but your greatest moments were just you and Jesus. And we were just trying to set that environment and foster that. And so that's not just a Mercy thing. I think anybody who loves Jesus, anybody who's doing ministry, anybody like you can foster that for the people that you love and care for. So um, I just love how your story points to that. Um, And I'm very excited for you to share a little bit about what your journey has looked like after mercy. Um, It was just crazy. You know, we pop on these and I'll just even say this for all of our listeners to hear. I try before these testimony Tuesdays to not do too much diving into your story prior or what you're doing now. Cause I love learning it in the moment. Like this is really, really fun for me. And I know that our listeners are learning it in the moment as well. So when we jumped on and we, I was like, now where do you live? I did not know. I did not know everything that you were doing right now. And it's amazing. So I would love for you to just share what your journey, not just what you're doing now, but just what your journey has looked like after Mercy. What has changed?
1: Wow. Um, all I can say My journey after mercy has felt like one of the most beautiful adventures with God. Mm -hmm. And I love what you were saying about how everything pointed to Jesus, because I feel like ultimately that is what has kept me is what was truly tasting the love of Jesus and it's like that is the has been the anchor mm-hmm. to my soul throughout mm-hmm. the the years of yes the support of mercy and all the tools that I learned but that has been the anchor of my relationship with Jesus and mercy was just the beginning mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just the beginning of all that the Lord had in store um So since graduating from Mercy in 2016, um, I went back home for two years. And in 2018, I went to the Ramp School of Ministry. It's a ministry school in the backwoods of Alabama. And it was there that the Lord just continued to do a work within my heart of Learning, uh, yes, like mercy, there was so much healing and restoration that God did. And then when I came to the ramp um, from ministry school, I learned so much about just burning for God and and, um, sharing the gospel and what it looks like to to uh, bring awakening to my generation for people to come to the Lord uh, so that uh, equipped me with so much. I went to, through the school for two years. Then I did an internship with them and their um, actually inner healing ministry here. And that was just such a such a wonderful uh, place of redemption for me. And then in 2020, the Lord started to speak to me about moving to Manchester, England, which is where the ramp uh, had planted a church mm-hmm. in 2017. They planted Ramp Manchester. So fast forward in 2021, I sold everything I had and I moved across the world to be a missionary Amazing. in Manchester, England. Amazing. And that has been my journey over this past year, and it's it's just been the most beautiful story mm-hmm. and. I'm so thankful to the Lord. I I never would have imagined my life looking the way it mm-hmm. does. I remember uh, Jane Hammond, who's a speaker that I'm sure you're familiar with, who who came to Mercy. Um, she rem- she spoke over me that the Lord would open nations to me. Um, and I just remember when she said that to me, I thought, uh, okay, I don't really feel called to that, but all right. <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> I'm in full time ministry and uh, just on this beautiful adventure with God. I'm about to go back to to the UK for um, another time of serving there, and I'm just so expectant and uh, just so thankful for all that God has done and what He has in store for the future.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. What a what a powerful story. I just even as you shared just even in your physical transformation, as you said, if people saw me, you know, and what I, just even the fact that, I mean, I'm looking at you on the screen right now and you are just truly pure joy and light. And so even you painting that picture of you years ago, I just, I'm like, I can't even hardly have, I don't even have an imagination for what that would have looked like on you Um, because it just is such a full transformation and um, truly thinking about um, the fact that there are going to be people who who hear this story, who may be really struggling themselves with maybe even some of the exact same things that you shared. Uh, there might be listeners who hear this story and think, oh my goodness, I need to send this to so-and-so because there is just so much power in testimony. Um, and so I would love to know, just in looking back at your journey and what the Lord has done in your life, what Encouragement would you have if someone was looking at you across the table right now, going, Man, I don't know if there's any more hope for me. I don't see my life changing the way I don't. I, I feel like the Lord has probably done such a work in your life that you probably can't even remember maybe exactly what that felt like in that moment in the alley. But if someone is in that place right now, what would your encouragement be to them?
1: Well, I think.
0: Biggest thing I could say and
1: leave with them is that mm. the love of Jesus is stronger. It is deeper than any place of pain. It it is wider than any place of hurt. It is stronger than any wall. His love is 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 truly, truly the answer. <laughs> it's it's what carried me through and it it will carry me through for the rest of my life. I remember I had so many moments after graduating mercy. It, it wasn't all perfect and there's definitely been moments of pain. But what has always kept me is just locking eyes with Jesus and just then then I could know his love for me and that has kept me because his love tastes better than anything this world
0: could ever offer. Mm. Mm. I'm just done for. Um, <laughs> I, don't know, like, I don't know what to say after something that beautiful. I am just, I have i been encouraged so much, Sky, by your story today. I, I know I said this on the front end and I know I said it in the middle, but like it's impossible to hear your story and to attribute the transformation in your life to anything but the supernatural power of God. There is no... I say this all the time. Mercy's great. We've got great counselors. The stories and the testimonies that come out of the people who've gone through our program are—you can't attribute those to a good program. And it is a good program. <laughs> Don't hear me saying that. Like, and we have wonderful staff. But your story—that's not possible. That's not possible just with like some good teaching and a good counselor. That's just not. And so truly. It is such a God-glorifying story. And um, just to be, I'm just, again, reminded, um, we're actually about to be doing a workshop in a couple of weeks, and it's just such a good reminder to me That you can have all of the tools at your disposal and all of the magic words and all of the great resources, what have you, but it is the love of God. And it is the love of God manifested through us as people who follow him, but it is also people experiencing it for themselves. That is where supernatural transformation happens. It is through the love of God, and that sounds so basic, it sounds so elementary, but your story is a testimony to that. And so I just, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged, and I'm so grateful for you being on here um, today and for sharing your story um, and just joining us on Mercy Talk. I'm, ex- I'm just like, I'm already so antsy to get this out there to let people hear this and to be just encouraged by you. Thank you for what you're doing. Um, you are truly, just speaking with you there is a peace about you there is a joy and a lightness to you that is so genuine and real um and I'm just I'm just grateful for you and what you've allowed the Lord to do in your life and for sharing it with us today.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having
0: me. It was such a joy. This was a treat for sure. Well, listeners, we hope that you were encouraged and inspired by our conversation today. Um I'm always reminded of something that our founder and president Nancy Alcorn says, she says, God is no respecter of persons, what he does for one, he can do for all. So if you are listening or um, and you're struggling or if you know someone who is struggling right now, I am just praying that Sky's story will encourage you to know and believe what God is capable of. And um, as always, if our podcasts have been encouraging for you, we would be so grateful if you'd just help us out by rating the show, writing a review wherever you listen. If you have thoughts or questions about anything that we have discussed or wanna know more about our program, you can reach out to us at at mercymultiplied.com, or you can even just get more information about mercy at mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at at mercymultiplied. Thank you all so much for joining us today.